It's the Draft Punk Show with our very special guest, Doreen Clare! Yay! It's time to start the Hello and welcome, travelers of the digital soundscape. I am Brian Keese, and this is Draft Punks. Thank you for joining us tonight. Lovely to have you all with us, as always. I am joined, of course, by Rob Hudak. Hi, <laughs> Travis McGahey. Uh, this is the perfect time to reveal that I don't know that I've ever seen a full episode of The Muppets or of Sesame Street. Well, thankfully, it's all available on Disney Plus, The Muppet Show, at least. I think Sesame Street's on like HBO now, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, but all that aside, our special guest this week back for her third appearance, I believe, Doreen Claire. Welcome, Dory. I just did the Kermit thing, the thing where he just flips out. <laughs> uh, I'm very happy and excited to be here. I just want to start the show by saying, number one, very disappointed in Travis. Sesame Street was my life as a kid. Um, and oh, number Thank two, you. I took this draft very seriously. Uh, as soon as I heard about it, I decided to uh, watch for the first time the original Muppets movie, uh, The Great Caper, rewatch 2011, and then watch uh, for the first time Muppets Most Wanted. Um, so... I am I'm well versed in my Muppets right now. All right. Yeah. All right. A force to be reckoned with. Uh, and Dory, you're joining us from the PS premiere podcast. Could you let us know a little bit about that? What you guys do and uh, what have you been up to lately over there? Yeah. So um, lots of interesting things happening at PS premiere and coming up. Um, so we've done some uh, sort of moving around of segments or changing a little bit of the segment. We thought that the what you've been playing lately is a great segment, but it goes on too long. So we've replaced it with the spotlight segment where we just talk about one to two games uh, per person, keeps things a little more short. Uh, we mm -hmm. had one of our shortest uh, shows in a while recently, uh, clocking in a little over an hour and a half. Uh, very excited about that show. Uh, very funny, very weird show. Um, we also have, uh, I don't you know, I don't want to give too much away, but a certain game that means a lot to a lot of us at PS Premiere might be having its one year anniversary pretty soon. So maybe maybe stuff about that. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, uh, PS Premiere is all about PlayStation. And we talk about basically everything PlayStation from the conferences um, to, you know, big E3 news that's coming up. Uh, Summerfest Games is coming up, too. Um, but, yeah, we just try to cover up, uh, cover all the major uh, Sony stuff. Uh, and when they mess up, we call them out like we would anybody else. So. Yes, I, I appreciate that you folks don't necessarily have the rose colored glasses on like you were very fair with your coverage, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we, we honestly, there, there are episodes that you can go in a row where it's just me and Seb giving like uh, Sony a lots of for like bad business decisions that are bad for consumers. But yeah, we're we're also huge Sony fans. So, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a big part of the show, too. Yeah, it's yeah. worth criticizing yeah. what you love. Like, yes, that's very important, too. Uh, so last week we had our wonderful uh, community Q&A episode, which Dory uh, contributed to. Thank you for your wonderful question that we did not read on the air. 
Uh, <laughs> Look, I just wanted to know what y'all's deal was. Okay, it was a completely original question that had right, never been I'm asked before. This out, this doesn't. Make a show. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's time for us to get back to doing what we do best, and that is drafting. And I am very excited about this week's topic as a lifelong fan of the Muppets. And Dory, I know you're excited. What is your? So you mentioned a little bit the research you've done this week, but I know you were like super hyped to be joining us for the Muppets. Yeah, so I have an interesting history with the Muppets. Um, I I didn't watch the show really growing up, or if I did, I don't remember it a lot. But I watched a ton of Sesame Street as a kid, uh, and that's gonna be bleeped. Um, and uh, I loved I loved Sesame Street as a kid. I really grew up on the Muppets movies. Um, so I watched uh, Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, which I re- I, love I, I re Island. I yeah I love Treasure Island. I rewatched them in the past couple of years. So that's why I didn't watch them for this draft. Um, but I mostly grew up on, um, I think a little fraggle rock, um, you know, mm-hmm. um, a, uh, Sesame street. And of course Muppets, I don't really grow up with a show. I think the show, you know, I was born in 91. So the show was a bit before me and I don't remember it being syndicated, but maybe it was, um, but yeah, really the, the things that I watched was the uh, movie. And the last time I was really into the Muppets was 2011. Of course, when they came back with their excellent, excellent uh, Muppets 2011 movie. Um, and then they did Most Wanted. And then after that, it's kind of been a mixed bag uh, for yeah. a lot of Muppet fans. That, I haven't that watched 2011 Muppets movie is yeah. really good. Like it it's really Jason holds Siegel, up. right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and he Walter, wrote a lot of it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. It's got great music. Uh, Amy yeah. Adams is awesome in it. Yeah. Uh Travis, we heard a little bit about your history with the Muppets at the top of the show. Uh, Rob, how about you? Are you a fan? Yeah, yeah. I've loved the Muppets ever since I was a kid. Just like the Muppet show, uh, in part because my parents liked it. Uh, uh, Sesame Street was coming on in the household. Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, uh, everything Jim Henson really touched, I was a, I was a fan of. Uh, and growing up, he was kind of like, in, in, in the same breath as like, uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, Jim Henson was kind of uh, foundational for a lot of uh, my childhood and just yeah. like the rest of my life. Like he has been uh, like the was it the most recent Dark Crystal that his son, uh, the kind of taking the reins of the production company and making, which was incredible. It was a great show, um, but it's not going to be removed, unfortunately. But yeah, it's been near and dear to my heart ever since a child. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm actually glad you brought up Dark Crystal because that probably leads us into the one potential point of controversy for this episode was mm-hmm. what is a Muppet? Uh, and so we went on the Muppet wiki page and they have a specific definition of Muppets versus creatures created by uh, Jim Henson Studios. Uh, and creatures are anything that is more... Uh, like lifelike animatronic and special effect driven as opposed to just a puppet. Um, And so if you're like waiting for something to be picked from a certain franchise and you don't hear it, that might be the reason Uh, certain franchises that have been labeled as creatures, according to the wiki are dark crystal uh, labyrinth dinosaurs Mm -hmm. uh, and the teenage mutant Ninja turtles, the old live action movies. So, um, as much as we love those characters and love those designs, uh, we will not be picking them here tonight. Maybe that is a 
maybe we have a creature draft down the road. But yeah, Henson, a, Henson's creature factory, a yeah. creature feature, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, cool. But apart from that, I think we can get going a couple weeks ago now. Uh, we did our one hit wonders episode, and I think for everyone, the most exciting part of that was the uh, video we produced for the vote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Huge thanks again to Bob Buell of 99 Questions and, of course, Greg Griffith of the Level Zero podcast for their help in putting that together. Uh, No doubt, however, thanks to Greg's singing, I was able to put another W on the scoreboard. Uh, So I will get (laughs) the first pick tonight. Uh, We have randomized the rest of the draft order. Uh, Rob will be going second, Travis third, and Dory with a real strong spot here at number four just because there are so many combo picks you could the do one two punch that spot it's it has potential i i can't i just want to i want to go on record this is my third time here at draft punks this is my third time being fourth and one of those was an eight person draft so it's not even like you've been last every time <laughs> you've just been fourth every time well this is this oh, would, i right. guess that's be her fourth because there's the final the fantasy draft there was the xbox one uh, and there was the Hades character draft, and now this one. I wasn't even yeah. thinking about the Xbox one because I wasn't here for that. Uh, right, I was, that, but that, I had an ex- English that accent. Didn't happen. Yeah. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Smithy's English, right? He wouldn't be offended by that. So while uh, she didn't I draft fourth so. in Fantasy Critic, she did draft eighth. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I was uh, last every single time. Every single time I've been last. To be clear, Dory picked how many times we randomized this the is order. True. I have posted proof <laughs> in our Discord. So and, and she's in keeping with the record number of pick the no the re the rotation, which is seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every guest picks seven for whatever reason. Career, and that's... The career leader in picking last in our drafts, though, Dory. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm uh, so glad okay. I won something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to finally see my mom and my Nana soon, so let me just tell them that I finally won something <laughs> in my life. While, while we're here, I've got Fantasy Critic pulled up. Do we want to do a little update? Because I've got some interesting news that yeah. I'm not oh, yeah, sure if anyone remembers. Sure, go for it. Not only did Brian pick Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I did. Garnering him 18 points. A certain Bob Buell counterpicked Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, no. Bob Buell is now at negative two and projected to finish the season. I told y'all. Negative. I told y'all. You came for my picks in that counterpick round. I think three of my games got counterpicked. I did not counterpick <laughs> Mass Effect. I wouldn't either. What the hell? Um, what a risk that is. I think, yeah, Bob counterpicked that. I think Ryan might have counterpicked Sports Story from me, which yep. might not come out. I counterpicked Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, because... Dory counterpicked Hogwarts, which is definitely not coming out. Yep. Um, but but yeah. you are in the lead. Woo! All right. Dory is in second. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is like when people tell me, and I know I've said this before, but this is like when people tell me that I've got a really good credit score. I'm like, for doing what? I don't even care about this. Not Resident Evil Village, this. Hitman 3, and the Neo Collection. <laughs> I, I just like, I'll I just picked them as I yep. saw them. I, you still have five spots open on your list, as this is true. your main issue. 
Well, E3 is coming up, so maybe she'll uh, add some more after yeah, that. Most of uh, us are all full. Wait, so, yeah. What am I? What am I missing? I know. I know. Neo, the world end with you. Is uh, coming Psychonauts. Out oh, Psychonauts is out too. Is is out soon too? So I'm okay. There you go. Uh, all right. So back to the Muppets. <laughs> We're gonna get started here. Uh, again, I have the first pick, <laughs> and I I thought a lot about this today. Uh, and went really back and forth on whether I wanted to pick my personal favorite Muppet or what I believe is the the crowd consensus favorite Muppet. Uh, and I'm I'm playing for a little bit of strategy here. I know you all know I love to win. Uh, so this is partly that, but it is also partly because I think I can still get my favorite Muppet later on. And we'll see. This could have this could be a terrible error on my part. But uh, with the number one pick in the Muppet draft, I will be taking the great Gonzo. Damn. Right. Ooh. Shambles? That hurts a little. That hurts a little. No, I'm not in shambles, but that hurts a little. That was my number five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, great. <laughs> he is the great. He is. He is the great. <laughs> uh, so Gonzo uh, is a, a frustrated performance artist on The Muppet Show. He's often doing crazy daredevil acts, getting shot out of a cannon, trying to eat a rubber tire. Uh, he almost didn't make the show. Like a couple of the uh, producers and puppeteers had to like really push for it. Uh, Jack Burns, I was reading about this earlier, the show's original head writer, uh, was the one who came up with like doing these crazy acts because it was such a weird looking Muppet that they were like, we've got to get him in the show somehow. What can he do? Uh, and we talked a little bit about, you know, things that don't count in this draft, like creatures. Another one that had come up and we discussed and decided not to count is Yoda from Star Wars. And like Yoda, uh, Gonzo's species remains unknown. Uh, he has been defined as a whatever. He has been defined as a weirdo. He has been defined as an alien. He has been defined as a thing. But Gonzo's origins, very much Big like same. you know the Joker, uh, remain shrouded in mystery. So he's always Gonzo. He's just Gonzo, man. He is one of a kind, and it is such like an easy one for kids to love and to really connect to because he has these, you know storylines that go on throughout the shows and the movies about feeling out of place. Um, and it's, so it's just a really, it's a fun character, but it's a really deep character too, which is true of a lot of Muppets. So uh, I love one of my Gonzo. favorite, one of my favorite little jokes in uh, uh, great caper, uh, the Muppet caper is that Gonzo is a journalist, which absolutely cannot be a coincidence. Like it has to be a subtle nod to Gonzo journalism. I mean, he's technically a <laughs> photographer, um, but yeah, he's basically a journalist and, and goes along with Kermit and, Fo and Fozzie. Uh, and it's, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great little joke. It must be. Um, and, and I, I looked at the wikis for a lot of the information I have tonight, but there's a whole section for Gonzo on his romances, which are mostly to animals, including of yep. course, most famously Camilla, the chicken, mm -hmm. uh, his best friend is Rizzo, the rat, uh, mm -hmm. and probably my favorite Gonzo performance uh, is in the aforementioned uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, where he yes. plays, of course, Charles Dickens. Uh, he and Rizzo are just there constantly throughout the movie doing the narration, and they are just absolutely hilarious together. Uh, yep. And that's if I had to pick 
like favorite pieces of Muppet media, it is the Muppet Christmas Carol for me by far. Yeah, it's pretty high up there. Yeah. So so that's the number one pick here. I'm taking Gonzo. I'm hoping I'm really hoping I think he'll be there uh, that my number one pick is there when it comes back to me. But we'll see uh, how this gamble pays off. So so that's the number one pick off the board. Number two, I'm going to turn it over to Rob. This is a very, very simple pick for me. Um, since I was a wee little lad, um, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew's best assistant, Beaker. Damn. <laughs> Beaker, Beaker is my number one. And I'm, I'm, I was fortunate that I was able to get, that was I, like, I know Dory and I were talking about like when we were first talking, uh, discussing Muppets as a possibility for an episode, both big fans of Beaker. Yes. Um, Beaker and one other are like pivotal and huge to me as a kid, but Beaker in particular is just like, it's some of the best physical comedy uh, that the Muppet show does uh, with literally like, so Beaker was first introduced uh, in Muppet lab sketches during the second season of the Muppet show. Uh, and Kermit the Frog described Beaker as saying, if somebody has to get hurt, hurt, it's almost always Beaker. <laughs> and, <laughs> poor Beaker. <laughs> I know. And like, that's the thing is, it's just like, it's constantly poor Beaker. Is <laughs> this, this, this adorable Muppet with like this orange frizz top. And he's just got this jaw that goes, me, 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 That's a very good Beaker. <laughs> I, I love him so much. Yeah. So good. He's got he goes through so much hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when they use him in their like music videos as like the acapella track in the back, like during <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. He's so good in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's he's great. Yeah, no, that's a that's a wonderful pick. And it's one of those we talked a lot about. Uh, whether or not we should be able to draft duos because there are certain pairs that are completely mm-hmm. inseparable and yep. some of them I'm sure are going to come up later. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is one where I think Bunsen is a great straight man, but like Beaker yeah, is the clear standout star in that pairing for sure. Most definitely. So that's a great pick. Well, thanks. Uh, okay. Travis, who is put in shambles by our decision to not include creatures an hour before we recorded. Uh, what is your first pick, sir? Uh, so I'll be, you know, trying to get things that have an impact on me from like outside the Muppets or uh, uh, Cookie Monster or, well, I'm taking Cookie Monster. That's what I'm taking. Uh, like outside, outside of episodes of the Muppet Show or or uh, like Sesame Street things like that. Yeah, Cookie Monster. Uh, so thing. Cookie Monster to me means two things. Uh, one, I was introduced to one of my favorite bands, LCD Sound System, mm-hmm. by this video of uh, the Muppets playing their song "Dance Yourself Clean" on Brighton Beach. Uh, it's great. I'll like, I'll link it for y'all because you should really watch it. Uh, and Cookie Monsters rocking the keyboards, which are an incredibly important part of that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing is uh, the AV Club. I spent a lot of time reading the AV Club for a long time. Uh, 
when like you know about 10 years ago and there was a commenter on the av club the av club is a media uh website like a media criticism website basically mm-hmm. uh and there was a commenter named cookie monster and all of their comments were in character as the cookie monster <laughs> and like <laughs> relating relating things uh like two cookies like relating things from the show and stuff like using metaphors like saying it is like an oatmeal you know raisin cookie and this part of the show is the oats and this part of the show is the raisins you know and always just the most delightful like comments and uh you know, without the Cookie Monster on the show, I would never have gotten the joy of reading the the Cookie Monster on the AV Club's uh, comments. So, how about y'all? I'm pretty sure y'all have stuff to say about the Cookie Monster. I love Cookie Monster. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Cookie Monster is, and I mean this in all sincerity, is that he kind of teaches children to just enjoy the food they enjoy without feeling shame about it right like he loves cookies i know sesame street did that that really silly thing where they made him the vegetable uh, monster for a bit because they were worried about health effects but like that's ridiculous for the most part um and but they changed him back and yeah and now he's (laughs) now he's the cookie monster again as far as i know but yeah i I love cookie monster i will i unfortunately cookie monster has always been ruined for me because of family guy if you know you know if you don't i mean maybe look it up i don't know um but you know i i do i do genuinely love the cookie monster i love his voice i love his character i love the message he gives to kids um yeah i love him he's great he wasn't on my list but he's great actually he he was he was on my list but he's further down yeah he was definitely contention on my list. I, I love the Cookie Monster. Yeah, I, he's one of my favorite voices to do as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones that like everyone has a pretty decent Cookie Monster impression because it's just such a unique voice. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, my first thought when I think of him is actually the Broadway play Avenue Q, where they mm. heavily parodied him as Trekkie Monster. Uh, who has a severe addiction to pornography on the internet. Uh, there's a fantastic song about it. Uh, if you want to look it up, the internet is for porn. It's hilarious. Um, but that's like the first thing now that comes to mind for me, unfortunately, when I think of Cookie Monster. So, um, Okay, so we will pass it along to Dory, who, again, has two picks here. I am very curious to see what you do with these, Dory. Uh, who are you taking at number four? I I could do the obvious thing here, and mm-hmm. it's definitely in my head to do the obvious thing here and pick the most iconic duo of all time. Of all time. Name a more iconic duo. I will wait. But I can't let my favorite go. I, I got so much of my sense of humor from this character. I think he is one of the best, most heartwarming characters in the show. He's such a good friend. To everyone in the show, uh, it's got to be it's got to be Waka Waka. It's got to be Fozzie. Um, and I was so nervous. One of you were going to take Fozzie, and I can't let it happen. <laughs> I can't let it happen. He's, very, he's on, on my, my watch. Yeah, he's on my list. Yeah. Depending on how things go, I might have ended up taking him. So it's a good pick here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I I love Fozzie, and and rewatching the original Muppets movie, and and rewatching and watching like a bunch of other films, and and just mm-hmm. my history with the Muppets. I got so much of my sense of humor from Fozzie as a kid, you know, him and, uh, and, you know, Sp- the nineties, uh, Spider-Man, 
um just like a very sarcastic dry very punny like like trying to be witty but utterly failing um i just i loved i loved fozzy because he's an absolute failed comedian just like the joker um and uh you know he's a great friend to kermit uh he's a very supportive friend um he uh is just always there for those who are around him yeah he's not the brightest in the in the bunch perhaps but none of the muppets are particularly known for their intelligence even this even uh dr uh bunsen who is known for his intelligence <laughs> mostly has screwed up failed inventions he's Much the worst dismay. <laughs> what's that much to Beaker's dismay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I love, I love Posse. He's, yeah. he's my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know how many times we're gonna reference uh, Muppet Christmas Carol tonight, but here's another one. Uh, he plays Fezziwig as Fozziwig, and it's the one time I can remember uh, Statler and Waldorf being kind to Fozzie Bear. Uh, is he gives his Christmas speech, and it's like one line, and he says, "Let's party." And Statler and Waldorf are like, that was dumb. That was stupid. It was short. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's something about Fozzie that's so pure and wholesome. And like, despite what others might think about you, just keep doing you. I think that's a great lesson that Fozzie I, Yeah, teaches. it's a great it's a great lesson. Like, like Fozzie just doesn't give up on trying to make other people laugh. Like, like mm-hmm. laughter, according to Muppets 2011 is the uh, third best gift you can give to people behind, uh, you know, ice cream and then children, uh, as we all know. Uh, children at number one, of course, and ice cream at number two. Um, but yeah, I, I very heavily disagree with those rankings. I just want to say that's what Muppets 2011 thinks. Ice um, cream is number one, then laughter. Yeah, I, I think laughter is number one. But I really like ice cream. It's, it's tough. Ice, it's but anyway, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I All love right. I love Fozzie and and uh, he was a big inspiration for me uh, as someone who is just periodically called unfunny uh, and then just keeps trying to be funny anyway. So, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's it's a wonderful pick. Uh, and so feel free to roll that into your second choice. What are you taking to go with Fozzie? All right. I I can't do the infamous icon if if I'm, I'm showing my hand a little, but I've never been good at lying or or, or being good at poker face anyway. But. I, I I have the iconic duo lined up for later if it works out, but I, I got to take my number four, who's the only other single person or single like Muppet uh, of not of a duo is what I'm trying to say uh, left, which is uh, the drummer himself, Animal, because um, I know someone else is going to take it on the next. I was around. going to take him next. Yeah. Ah, um, minor shambles here. Yes. Yes, I I love the so I will say though my only criticism of Animal and why he's not higher is like he used to have this bit earlier in the Muppets where he would shout "woman" at women and he would kind of like chase them around. That that doesn't really age very well. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, not so great. Yeah, um, but um, on the plus side, they've ditched that um, since like Muppets 2011, if not before. Um, so he doesn't really do that much anymore. His main thing is that he's a, he's a drummer. He's very passionate about drumming. Uh, he's an excellent drummer for, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, he is an integral member of uh, the Dr. Teeth band. Um, his voice is terrific. I always love he- hearing Animal's voice. Um, I, won't, I, won't spoil him. <laughs> I won't spoil in one particular way, but he's basically integral or essential to the plot of Most Wanted. They actually made Animal like a very important character mm-hmm. in that film. 
Um, so he's got that going for him. But yeah, I mean, Animal's just terrific. And there's just a lot of great bits with him. Um, the stuff where he's at um, the anger management uh, group in Muppets 2011 is very funny with Jack Black. Um, and it's just, he's just such a great character. And another character that just lets their passion loose, despite what other people think about them. And that's yeah, another I, one I, of my I trigger words. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my trigger word. <laughs> Such a good bit. But yeah, I love, I love Muppet. Uh, I love, um, I love the Muppet, uh, you know, love animal. So he's, he's great. He's one of my faves. Uh, I don't know if you all mm. have anything to say about animal, but yeah. He's fantastic. Favorite. He's great. He's, he's, uh, he's uh, one hell of a drummer. But me and Shambles. Okay. Oh man, Excellent. you put the whole cast in shambles with that one, Dory. Nice. Uh, Good. This is Good another pick. one that has a great appearance in the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody video too. Just going, Mama. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got that face where he stares intently and just. It's <sighs> 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 <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, great pick. Yeah, that's that was a very solid choice there. Uh, Travis told me he only had five on his list, so he might be scrambling here for the later rounds. I actually brought in a pinch hitter oh, uh, good. for my next pick. Excellent. So. Let's hear it. All right, honey. You're up. What the hell? Audible. <laughs> Wait, can he do this? Yes. First time guy? ever in Draft Punk's history. I got Stub the text. In. Got We've text. got Allie on the mic. Hey, Allie. The- oh, wow. This is like a- this turned into a tag team match. It did. <laughs> uh, so apparently Sesame Street is a part of the Muppets. I did it not is. know that was a thing until Travis sent me the LCD sound system video. <laughs> so I watched it. And I'm like, why is Cookie in it? He's like, it's a Jim Henson thing. I'm like, oh, okay, so all Sesame Street counts. He's like, yeah, do you want to sub in for me? I'm like, Sesame Street honestly freaked me out as a kid. Like, I never <laughs> liked it. It terrified me. Despite what my mother may say to anyone else, it terrified me. I remember that very clearly. However, and I don't even remember his name. Travis had to text me it. I'm like, but the garbage one. The garbage one I relate to on a spiritual level. (laughs) He's like, Oscar the Grouch. (laughs) Get up on that mic, Allie, and tell us who you're taking here. Minor shambles. Oscar the Grouch. That's right. You keep talking the same volume even um, when it gets closer to Yeah. <laughs> that is a thing I do. That's okay. Uh, You're good. So yeah, that is that's that's all I got. I relate to him on a spiritual level, and that is all I've got to say about that. <laughs> Literally a trash monster, yeah. Uh no. that was my my very first Halloween as a child, as an infant. My <laughs> parents dressed me up as Oscar the Grouch. So. That was that was my first pet name was Oscar after Oscar the Grouch <laughs> was my cat. That's I, I love Oscar the Grouch. Um, I like so uh, he's so great because he's just he's kind of like Eeyore in a way. Like he has yeah. this one emotion and he sticks to it and he doesn't really care what other people think about that emotion. And with Oscar, it's just grouchiness. Like he just hates people. He doesn't want to be around people or Muppets or whatever. Um, and he just like loves being himself and he loves being in a trash can. I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with Allie. Relatable on such deep, soulful levels that I cannot <laughs> even express. <laughs> it's an excellent well, pick. That is a wonderful pick, it is, Allie. It is a Thank great you pick. so Thank much. You. It was Thank on you. my it was on my list. He was like number well, he was a little further down, but yeah, definitely. Definitely like I really love him and I would have loved to pick him later on. 
Well, thanks uh, for letting me pop in for a minute. I'm gonna give good to hear Draft Punk's Hi, history, our first ever pinch hitter. Yeah, I love it. Uh, he was on my list, wow. to be clear. Because like, <laughs> um, I... Uh, All right, bring Allie back. Get out of here, <laughs> Like, can, We're going to have to talk about the Chappelle show Sesame Street parody at some point. Uh, mm. And I think this this pick is the... Love you too. the the garbage The garbage can guy in that uh, sketch is definitely very very memorable. Uh, the parody of Oscar. Are you familiar with this? No. Anybody? It's uh, yes. It's just been a really long time since I've seen it. But if you'd mention it, I'm I'm sure it would spark a memory. Yeah. Uh, they um they they use it to teach the kids about why you shouldn't just throw sharps in normal. Garbage oh yeah cans. yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Oscar <laughs> the Grouch, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so our next pick, uh, continuing round two, goes to Rob. It's it's tough. So I am in the the good position where I can get my second favorite, but I wonder if it, it, like it's it's the gamble if it comes back to me. It probably will. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not a super mainstream one, it's probably going to come back to you. Well, that's the thing is they all have their appeals to a lot of different people, but. uh, Okay, I'll go with Sweetums. Nice. Mm, Sweetums was on my list. I'm in minor shambles a little bit. I love Sweetums. Sweetums rule. He was in my top five. He's a great pick. Yeah, he's just this big, burly, furry Muppet of a man that like he is a man of a Muppet. He is a man of a Muppet. (laughs) He like seems terrifying and has this like big, intimidating face, but is like such a big softy and a sweetheart uh, and is so kind. I love there's the. there's a a musical number he does with I forget it's one of the like Kermit's son or something but they they just sing together like a little ballad and yeah Sweetums is so he's so precious and every time I saw him, I was just like he was one of my favorites I love Sweetums um he was on my list because I again this is another case uh, I I mean we should be super clear that Jim Henson was not just about putting funny puppets on TV to make mm-hmm. children laugh. It w- it had real social content and messages to it. You know Henson himself had a lot of political messages that good uh, often good political messages he was trying to get out there. And I think Sweetums is another case of like it's very simple, but hey, don't judge a book by its cover. Like Sweetums looks absolutely terrifying but he's a very sweet lovely creature like in muppets 2011 he is not one of the henchmen that are trying to ruin the the muppets from getting their uh <laughs> from getting their show back sorry brian um it's okay i've been on bs premiere too long um but anyway um yeah he's not the one trying to like stop them from getting the 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 muppets their show back um it's you know other characters um and uh, yeah, I think I think the whole thing about not judging a book by a cover, its cover is a timeless lesson. Obviously, it's been beaten to death by now, but you know it, it's it's used very effectively with Sweetums. I love Sweetums and the voice. Yeah, going to that, it's funny. So there's a show at Disney World called Muppet Vision 3D. 
Uh, it's been there for like 20 years now, probably. So it's very dated, but it was one of the first, you know, 3D theater shows that you could do at Disney World. Uh, and I used to get scared as a kid when I was like eight, nine years old, because so there's a scene where a character goes missing and all of the Muppets are like running around the screen looking for them. And they're they've got flashlights out because the power has gone out in the theater. So there's flashlights like flashing around the theater and you're hearing them all call out. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear Sweetums. And he's like, oh, I'll go look for him, Kermit. And he comes. He actually walks out. They have like a Sweetums performer who walks out into the crowd, like in a mm-hmm. full Sweetums costume. And they have to do this like every show. So there's a Sweetums that comes out and makes this appearance like every 10 minutes for this show. Uh, but he's just like huge. Cause they have to have someone who's like six foot six playing that mm-hmm. part. And it's a tall costume. But like when you're a kid and you see this giant hulking monster just coming out of the dark, it's like, Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So that was like my first big Sweetums experience, but obviously he's like super lovable and super cool once you get to know that character. So, yeah. And he, he's one of those, like as a kid, kind of a, a foundational, like, despite how you might appear or look, it's not hard to be kind to each other. Uh, and so the, the song I was referring to it's so it's Sweetums and Robin, the frog, uh, seeing two lost souls. Uh, and it's super cute. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I don't know that one. Yeah. It's adorable. Uh, so speaking of Muppet vision, uh, that's where I first became really acquainted with my personal favorite Muppet. And it's for like a few jokes that I just, for some reason, have always just tickled my funny bone. Like I can't get them out of my head. Uh, and I first found out about him from Muppet Vision, and now I've seen him in other things. Uh, but that is Sam the Eagle. He's going nice. to be my Sam Eagle two rules. Pick. Yeah. And and the moment in Muppet Vision that I love, there's a couple of them, actually. But the first one is during the pre-show, uh, Kermit is going around and talking to all the different acts that are going to appear uh, during Muppet Vision. And he comes to Sam Eagle and he says, Sam, uh, you're putting on the finale for us. What's it called? And Sam says, it's called a salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> Just like... It's like that, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Travis, the uh, the Jar Jar Binks, any help here would be hot line. Like, it's just one of those things that is always stuck in my head. Like, I hear that joke in my head at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in addition, he has a very small but very funny appearance in, you guessed it, the Muppet Christmas Carol as uh, Scrooge's teacher when he's a child. And he talks to Scrooge about how great business is. He says, you will love business. It is the American way. And then Gonzo comes in from off screen and whispers into his ear and he goes, oh, right, right. It is the British way. (laughs) So, but he's just fun as like the, like constantly appalled character, like watching the Muppet show and be like, you can't do that on TV. What are you doing? The youth of America. Like, he just perennial stick in the mud. Yes. Uh, and it's <laughs> yeah. just it's hilarious every time. I just yeah. absolutely love that character. I am offended. Yes. <laughs> he embodies that gasp. So <laughs> I I yeah. love Sam the Eagle. He was definitely uh, on on my long, long list of Muppets as well. Mm. Um, it goes back to Henson having, you know, sort of a social message where I think he's really targeting the really uptight, overly nationalistic 
um, people that would, you know, balk at the Muppets because they have, uh, you know, they're, they're weird looking or, you know, they're going to, you know, it, you know, certain like, uh, uh, I mean, in Muppets 2011, he literally is, has found work as a, it's, it's basically a Fox. It's for a second, but you can tell it's the Fox news layout. And I mean, so they're absolutely satirizing uptight conservatives who yeah, are like, sorry, sorry. Oh my God, I think you mean Hawks News. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. That's, that's correct. Hawks News. Yeah. He also uh, appears in Muppets Most Wanted as a CIA agent. Yes. Uh, he, he it's one of my favorite would. bits. He, I, he, I love him and his relationship with the guy uh, from Interpol, I think um, they're yeah, called. Um, yeah. And it's so great He's when Phil they're just Dunphy comparing from Modern others. Family. Uh, mm-hmm. And their song they have, their interrogation song, is yes, like my favorite so song good. in that movie. Sam um, Eagle is totally a cop. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Sam Eagle would be a cop if he could be. Yeah, a a couple like anecdotes from The Muppet Show itself, the original show. Uh, One of my favorite bits there was there's an episode where he goes on a long rant against uh, nudity in public and on TV Mm. and stuff, then realizes that he himself is nude. He's just covered in feathers. (laughs) Uh, And then also uh, there was one where he had to uh, recite the lines of the uh, Dickie Bird character in the Titwillow, which is very upset about. Uh, he's he's like very aware of how futile uh, what he's trying to do to censor the Muppets is and, and be mature. Yeah, it's just it's a disaster all the time. Uh, and so I have the the honor of the third pick, uh, first round. Uh, sorry, first pick in the third round here as well. Uh, and listen, we've, we've gone too long, uh, without talking about the frog who runs the show. Uh, I gotta go Kermit. Like, it's just this late in the draft. It's, it's no longer a Mickey Mouse pick. It's a, it's an embarrassing that we haven't talked about him yet. Pick Kermit. Kermit is the Muppet, uh, wonderful performance this year on the masked singer, uh, (laughs) which they said at one point, I think, after he was revealed, like, Kermit the Frog, the most famous celebrity we've ever had on The Masked Singer. And it's like, <laughs> probably true. <laughs> uh, but just, you know, so many iconic performances over the year. He's the Muppet that crosses over with Sesame Street the most often, too. And uh, he's just, he's a cultural icon at this point. Uh, he's probably also the most memed Muppet. Yes ever the the t picture (laughs) yeah and like Uh, the flailing arms and the do it (laughs) he's just like he's legendary for sure yes yes absolutely and so kermit's gonna be my pick here you know i don't know that we need to talk a ton about him but you know the og the host of the muppet show uh he's bob cratchit in muppet christmas carol again my favorite (laughs) muppets performance of all time but yeah uh, so yeah. so there's a, a funny like family story, I guess you could say, uh, with Kermit the Frog and my mom uh, when she was dating my dad uh, back in the day. Um, <laughs> I love you, mom. I love you, dad. She told me the story and I, I this was like one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. and Gave me so much respect for her. So she was. She was on mushrooms, uh, psilocybic mushrooms and was watching the Muppet show and got to see the, was watching the, or the episode with Vincent price was on. 
And in that episode, there's a bit, there's a skit where Kermit is dressed as a vampire and just like coming across the screen, picking it or peeking out of the corner and just like going <laughs> and his fangs sticking out and like disappearing and doing the same thing. And she was like losing her mind <laughs> seeing Kermit do this. And like she just expanding on that, and, like her going to the grocery store and like being hypnotized by gallons of milk in the dairy section. Just <laughs> incredible. But like I always remember, I will always have Kermit the Frog as a vampire with Vincent Price tied to my mom on mushrooms. That's and incredible. I, I think it's it, it is incredible. <laughs> I love my mom so much. Uh, last last couple of things I'll say about him. Uh, Kermit was performed by Jim Henson himself mm-hmm. for 45 years yeah. uh, from 1955 to 1990. Yeah, Jim Henson was Kermit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the show, the eternal showman. And since 1990, he's only had two other performers. Steve Whitmire did it until 2016. And now mm. it's uh, Matt Vogel is the current voice of Kermit mm. the Frog. Um, but to yeah, be going for that long. Uh, and only have three voice actors is pretty incredible. And yeah. and who can forget, you know, Dory and I have mentioned it a couple times, but the most recent Muppets movie, Most Wanted, Kermit performed one of the most difficult feats of all, which is playing multiple characters in the same film. A great star turn as Constantine the Frog, who looks remarkably like Kermit. <laughs> I, I will say, um, so the reason I haven't picked Kermit is I, I love Kermit. But he's not one of my favorites. And I, I think my issue with Kermit also always is that he's very self-pitying and he kind of gets in this kind of cycle. And and I get it. Maybe I don't like it because it's me, right? But he gets in this cycle of being frustrated when the Muppets have these obstacles and then he gets self-pitying about it. And like, you know, I, I to me, that's an annoying part of Kermit that, I, that doesn't jive with me very well. And I find frustrating. I also find his relationship with Miss Biggie uh, first time we're mentioning her, um, just very frustrating as well. Um, I, I think it's one but of the weaker Dory, parts of the the Muppets. It's not easy being green. <laughs> uh, that said, I do love the Rainbow Connection, and I and Kermit, of course, is an icon and legend that we all uh, should stand, as the kids say. Um, yeah, he but, he's but like yeah, he's not my he's, favorite. He's incredibly neurotic, and that like shoots him in the flipper sometimes uh and he but the way i always i mean i I love kermit he's not my favorite but i also i still love him and i think part of it comes down to he is still always about trying to make put on the best show and entertain people as much as possible yeah and like he's a control freak for sure (laughs) yes very much they highlight that most wanted a lot yeah but but it's (laughs) but it but it comes from a good place yeah. Uh, and so that's why I always respect Kermit. Uh, yeah. Lots of love and respect to Kermit. He's just not mm-hmm. one of my faves. But, oh, yeah, totally. Lots of totally. lots of love and respect you. to him. It's, I it's hear not you. easy it's, being green, of course. Yeah, I do love him. He probably is one of my favorites, but I was just at a point here where it's like it's the third round. Oh, totally. It's like a legacy yeah. pick. Like you got to talk about him. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's my choice here. And Rob, you have the next one. Well, it appears I do get to pick my other favorite. Uh, lovable meatball maker himself. Oh no, the Swedish chef. The hoodie flugen flugen. The hoodie Pork pork pork. I so like 
there there is so so much you can say about like how damn goofy and like nonsensical the Swedish chef is and like every skit is just like m- trying to make trying to teach families and children how to cook but in like the most disastrous ways and like the messes that you can make in kitchens uh it's really funny to me that his first appearance uh was in the muppet show sex and violence uh in 1975 that was also sam's first appearance yeah yeah that was like a pilot basically uh and that like that is hilarious to me that the like one of the first pilots for the Muppet show was called sex and violence. Um, but it's like, a few things were as like also, uh, performed by, uh, Jim Henson. Um, and Frank Oz, Frank Oz mm -hmm. was the hands. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, like one of my favorites is him trying or him, uh, carving pumpkins for pumpkin pie. And there's the two pumpkins sitting on the, the counter and they're trying to like, no, no, no. What you really need, you need a battle axe. He pulls out a battle axe. And I'm like, oh, um, no, no. What you really need, it's a it involves chainsaw. A, it's a chainsaw. It's like it. It's incredible, <laughs> and just seeing the creative ways. Like I, I love cooking, and um, part of like my routine in when I'm in the kitchen sometimes is joking around and doing like Swedish chef bits, uh, just because it's so fun and jovial and stupid. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I'm also like Jess and I are both um, her like full Swedish, and I'm like part swedish but like it, it, it gets tied to our history in a little bit so we lean into that especially when we're doing like recipes that involve like swedish um uh culture and so it's just or like when we have uh leftovers from her grandma that makes swedish dishes um <laughs> just it like instantly swedish chef quotes yeah he's so good uh yeah yeah uh Swedish chef I loved as a kid. And then as soon as I realized his hands were like actual human hands, it freaked me out a little bit. I gotta, gotta say. Wow, I know I it's I so that. weird. What was but the yeah. Swedish chef video you sent me, Brian? Um, That made know. me have the human hands realization. Oh gosh. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but yeah, he's he's one of the first Muppets that was controlled by two people, uh, Jim Henson and Frank Oz, which just like what an all star team there, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Henson and then Frank Oz, who's the voice of, you know, Yoda, Miss Piggy, like, yeah, yeah. Tries to instead for the Muppet Christmas or family Christmas instead of um, making a Christmas turkey, tries to cook Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, Big Bird is often the target of jokes for the Muppets, which I love. There was like uh, an episode oh. where Gonzo, I don't know if he was on Sesame Street or if Big Bird was at the Muppets, but Gonzo was like immediately infatuated with him. It's just like a giant bird. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. a supersized Camilla for him. It's like uh-huh. Gonzo had the reaction to Big Bird, what everyone had uh, as a reaction to Lady Dimitrescu. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yes, that is the analogy we all needed today. Big Bird <laughs> is to Gonzo as Lady Dimitriescu is to the internet. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right. Uh, before we go any further down that particular rabbit hole, uh, Travis, you have your third choice next. I think that the, like, I end up talking about this a lot, but like the biggest mimetic mutation or like cultural osmosis, the thing that you say from a Muppet, like most often would be something from Count Von Count. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Is making I count and I jokes, count. Right. I'm in shambles here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think <laughs> this is, this is the thing that penetrated the cultural consciousness, like maybe the most, honestly. Um, I I say that stuff to my daughter all the time. Uh, you know? uh, uh. One. Uh, uh. Speaking no. of penetrated. Uh, <laughs> what? Maybe the I best. I thought we were done talking about Lady Dimitrescu. Maybe. I also thought that. Maybe the best YouTube video of all time is called The Count Censored. And yes. it is the Count oh, yeah. singing a song <laughs> yep. about counting, except they bleep out the word count. So it sounds like he's saying the F word. Mm-hmm. I have not laughed harder in my life than I, I have it's it like that funny three video. minute video. It's so it's funny. funny. Oh my God. Yeah. That's like when I think of the count now, that's the first thing I think of, but it's incredible. Yeah. We'll have to post that in the, in the oh, channel. Absolutely. Do it. <laughs> uh, no, it's, that's, that's fantastic. That's three, three picks. I was way off. All right, Dory, for your third pick, what are you taking? Y'all know. Y'all know what time it is. Name a more iconic duo. I will wait. There is no more iconic duo. Yeah, maybe, actually. Uh, (laughs) I love Bert and Ernie. (laughs) I backtracked that really hard, but I come in strong. No, no, no. I know where you're going with this, and I'm excited for it. Uh, Statler and God and gosh dang Waldorf. I stopped myself. Yeah. About to oh! no, we'll just we'll just do them both together. Absolutely, I love these um, picks. I mm. am not backing off from from sinking my list. If I sink my list for Statler and Waldorf, that is worth no. It it's no. it's a strong combo. That honestly, might have won you the draft. And uh, like you, that, that's the thing is you're primed in the perfect position to pick Statler right. and Waldorf. Yes, I know. So so look. Look, I almost picked one of them last round because I was like, well, no one's going to pick just one of them. So that secures the other one for me. But I'm Smart. like, we're not, we're not, first off, I'm not risking animal. Second, like, uh, I'm not risking that one of y'all will just leave me in shambles just to Out heck of with spite. me. spite. <laughs> Out of spite. <laughs> so I just wasn't going to risk it. But yeah, so Sattler and Waldorf, um, the two old crotchety guys who are always in the balcony making fun of the Muppets. Look, I... I just went through four different Muppet films and they never get old. Well, they get nope. old, but you know what I mean? They're just, they are old. They never they get are old. old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, they, they're just so flipping funny. And even when their jokes don't land as well, I always appreciate the bit that the, this is the big thing about the Muppets too, besides the social message is that they're very self-aware that they are on a TV show or they are on a, a movie or that they're characters or whatever. And Statler and Waldorf is so like such a big part of them being a self-aware thing because they don't take themselves too seriously. They don't, uh, you know, I think that they would come off as preachy if you didn't have Statler and Waldorf constantly making fun of them. You know, um, I can't even think of all the great lines from Statler and Waldorf, but like, 
you know, one of one of their uh, great greatest lines is, of course, during the original movie uh, where like the movie hasn't even started yet. And Sattler uh, asks Waldorf or vice versa, like, hey, what do you think about the film? He's like, it's great. He's like, but it hasn't even started yet. I know. That's my favorite part. Anyway, very bad impression. <laughs> but, um, you know, so um, I, I love Sattler and Waldorf. And again, it goes back to my sense of humor. Like I got a lot of my sense of humor from Fozzie, Statler, and Waldorf, the power trio. Um, I'm just such a big fan of them. I love that they dunk on. There's a recent SNL bit, and I haven't watched the whole thing, which is weird because it's only it's four great. minutes. Yeah, it's really but funny. The, what, but they get beat the, beat the heck up um, by a bouncer, and it's very funny, and I already laughed a lot at it. So it's, they're, yeah. they're Keegan-Michael Key and Keenan Thompson, yeah, and they're yes. they're there uh, protecting Kermit from the Muppet Show as he performs. So <laughs> he's performing, and they start heckling, and the two of them come out on stage and start going, Hey! Hey, you knocked that <laughs> off. We have rules in this theater. <laughs> uh, so good. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you all have anything to say about Statler and Waldorf, but they're, they are one of my faves. And I, and mm. I, if I, if this is me taking my list, which I don't think it is, but even if it was taking my list, I am, I'm willing to pay that price. Absolutely not. I think it's a great pick. Mm. Um, they are like the most famous piece of Muppet trivia, I think, like the one that everyone knows but always gets asked is what are Statler and Waldorf named after, which is, you know, those two landmark hotels in New York, the Statler Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria. Oh. Um, but yeah, they're just like they're consistently hilarious. They're also like really good at like breaking the fourth wall, talking to the audience mm -hmm. in that Muppet vision show, which of course takes place in a theater. They actually have like animatronics of Statler and Waldorf up in the balcony that heckle the characters throughout the 3d show, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like that one point at one point in that show, there's like cannon fire going off and they duck under their seats and wave a little white flag. And they're like, we surrender. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's great. And they had an excellent appearance in, Muppet Christmas Carol as mm -hmm. Marley and Marley. <laughs> yeah, there's some of my favorites for sure. Like as 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 a kid growing up, there was like top of top of whenever I was watching uh, like a Muppet show episode or like a Muppet movie, I was always looking out for Statler and Wald Waldorf. Um, excellent comedic snipers. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So that's dory's third and fourth choices and we will wind it back to travis for his fourth pick uh so i'm gonna be going with rizzo the rat oh, nice. that was my next pick damn it uh because i have seen a muppet christmas carol and muppet treasure island he's uh, so good in it and mm. apparently that was like where rizzo really broke out was yep. uh was mm -hmm. muppet christmas carol uh I did not realize like he did lamp. not. Not the rat. <laughs> <laughs> he did not premiere until episode 418 uh, of The Muppet Show, apparently. So pretty. I think that's like season four, episode 18. I don't think there were actually 418 episodes. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was episode number 418. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. I, no, I don't know. Uh, Christopher Reeve episode. There you go. Uh, but I his role in uh, like alongside uh, Gonzo, right? Yeah. In yeah. Uh, Christmas Muppet Christmas Carol is great. Uh, I've talked about before. I'm a 
huge fan of the uh, Christmas Carol and having like this, like uh, these overarching narrator type characters uh, was a really interesting take on the material. I thought, uh, and yeah, being best friends with with Jim Hawkins, like I, that's one thing I really like about the Muppets. I guess is is how there's no comment on the fact that they're puppets from their human like compatriots ever. Right? I think yeah, the only time that's really come up is in the 2011 Muppets, where it's like a big point of contention that Walter is a Muppet. <laughs> Is he a man or is he a Muppet? Yeah, I haven't seen him. But in the older stuff, yeah, like everyone just acts like it's I mean, technically in the Muppets 2011, they also act like it's completely normal. But there is like a distinction made between man and Muppet to the point that there's a song about it. Um, Hmm. But yeah, in the older stuff, like, yeah, it's not really acknowledged. That's I like that. That's one of my favorite trivia facts about that Christmas Carol movie is that Michael Caine only agreed to do it if he could perform it like he was doing like Shakespeare on stage. Like he wanted it to be completely serious from his point of view and have like all the silliness going on around him, which I think was it works so damn well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, he's Michael Caine. He knows (laughs) what he's talking about. Uh, I have a, I have a, he's not another another member of the Wayne family. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So great fourth pick. Travis, uh, and we will keep it rolling here to Rob's fourth. So I think I've got my I've got my my Muppet Show ones out of the way. I want to dive a little bit into Sesame Street and we're going to start this one with uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus. Nice. Mm. The best friend to Big Bird. Uh, I love Mr. Snuffleupagus so much. He is the most precious Snuffleupagus that ever was. Um, the best friend of the biggest bird. Uh, and I, I love the whole bit about every like that great comedy bit where every time Big Bird's trying to prove that Mr. Snuffleupagus is real, he always disappears somehow and everyone's can. Uh, convinced that Big Bird is just like either hallucinating or he's his imaginary friend. Um, And it's such like a wholesome moment where um, Big Bird finally gets to introduce the people on Sesame Street. Like, no, he's right here. He's right around the corner. And they go and see him. They're like, you know, we should apologize, Big Bird. You're right. Like, you have every right to be angry. We doubted you for so long. Uh, And it like basically we're sorry for gaslighting you. <laughs> and it, I like, mean, it's, to be fair, they didn't see him, you know, they really didn't think he was there. Right. If I remember correctly. Right. But, yeah. but big bird was always very adamant about, no, this person exists. You yeah. just bad timing. Yeah. And, and so it's sometimes it's like, it, yeah, it play, leans into that. Like, which is extra silly because he's huge, obviously. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, it's like this big old elephant look fuzzy elephant yeah. uh, thing. And uh, like part of what I love about him is he's terrified of fruit. And he's afraid of apples because he worries that they'll land on and hit him on the head. And he's scared of bananas because he's worried that he'll slip on them uh, and get hurt. And so it's just so cute and innocent and sweet. Um, but yeah, there's not much more else to say in uh 
in regard to my pick of Mr. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, no, that's a wonderful pick. Uh, definitely on my list. He was my highest Sesame Street character. I don't think I'm going to get to any Sesame Street characters on my list, but uh, if I did take one, it would have been Snuffleupagus. So I think that's a great choice. Uh, so minor shambles from me. Um <laughs> only because I'm going to get like the five that I wanted. (laughs) Uh, So with my fourth pick and I get to be the first one to round out my list here, it is tempting to pull, you know what Dory did with Statler and Waldorf and take Bert and Ernie. um, Mm. But there's just too many Muppets left that I love. (laughs) Uh, And so my first pick here, it's actually, he's a newish Muppet. He's only 25 years old, uh, debuted in the mid nineties. And that is the famous, you all know him, Pepino Rodrigo Serrano Gonzalez, better known as Pepe the King yes. Cron. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just, he's a very small time, you know, uh, pun not intended, but very small part Muppet who just, he comes in, he does this thing for 30 seconds and he's out and it just leaves you in stitches every time. Mm. Uh, he's like constantly mispronouncing all the other Muppets names. He calls Kermit Kerman. He calls uh, animal animals. Uh, He gets Scooter. He calls him Scooper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He calls Sam Eagle Stan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he's just like, he's absolutely hilarious. He thinks extremely highly of himself. He is convinced that he is the greatest actor in the world. Uh, and he's just, yeah, like I said, he's just absolutely hilarious. Every time he comes in, he's a ridiculous looking Muppet with the giant bug eyes, four arms, and he's just got this like bright shock of red hair coming out of the top of his head. Uh, and I just, I love Pepe. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun, and he, he is iconic for just showing up, delivering a zinger, and bouncing. Yeah. Uh, very famous for uh, his work with Miss Piggy, too. He loves Miss Piggy and loves working with Miss Piggy because he recognizes <laughs> the star power there. <laughs> uh, unfortunately she only has eyes for amphibians so uh he kind of struck out but uh he's he he is like the one muppet who takes acting as seriously as miss piggy i think which has kind of given them like a fun little connection so mm. uh okay so my last pick is an even smaller role muppet uh in fact he's only ever said one word on the muppets uh, and that word is mana, as in yep, mana. Mana. He was on my list as well, way down there. But yeah, absolutely, my favorite sketch from the original Muppet Show is mana I, uh, I, I, okay, I did research on mana Yeah, um, and and I don't know if you know this, Brian, and maybe maybe you do, and I'm hogging the spotlight here. But no, tell me. Um, uh, he so mana is not originally from the Muppets. Uh, it okay. was taken from a ad for a Swedish, I think it was models or something like that, or like a perfume or something. It could have been even more risque or than that. I don't remember the exact content, but there's a great article about it, uh, about Menomina and like its origins and how the Muppets basically turn into this huge international hit. But originally it was an ad for like, I don't know, women's wear or something like that from out of Sweden. I don't remember all the huh. specific details, but um, that's very, awesome. or, yeah, very specific origins. Uh, and they just found this ad. They really loved it. Um, and they 
decided to spoof it slash parody it. And then it became bigger than the original. Nice. Yeah. But he's like, they performed that sketch in like the very first episode of the Muppet show. That's like when the phenomena happened was episode one Oh one season one, episode one. And like, he's in the background a bunch in other episodes, but he never really has like, a major sketch again like he just shows up every once in a while and everyone gets all excited like it's the Menomina guy um but he doesn't really do anything else besides that sketch but that song was just so damn catchy that everybody remembers it after they hear it for the first time so uh i have to honor that we used to have like an old vhs tape that had like highlights from the muppets and that was one of the ones on there and my mom and i okay, would so sing it all the time i found it you know, <laughs> so Menomina was originally featured in a film called and get ready for this, this is pretty wild. Uh, Sweden, Heaven and Hell, which is an Italian film. That's why I was thinking of Sweden, <laughs> Sweden, Heaven and Hell. The yeah. film is made up of nine segments that focus on different aspects of sexuality in Sweden, such as lesbian nightclubs, porn films and the swinging life of married couples and the sex education of teenagers. Uh, it, it also gets more serious than that after that. But yeah it's wild like the origins of this song are like completely divorced from the muppets but yeah they they picked up the song and then that became just a very wholesome uh and also i will say Menomina was also on my list uh and uh partly because i love the philosophy remix of it called phenomena uh <laughs> where they just keep saying phenomena and it's all about phenomenology uh which is the uh, basically study of phenomenon phenomenons themselves usually phenomenon very very <laughs> academic so, and i i want to make a a note here because rob who does a wonderful job every single week and i appreciate you so much for this rob of keeping track of the picks uh and you put the name in as as bip bipadada the phenomena muppet uh so i have i because i was curious about this too because i wasn't sure what his name is when i looked him up on set on the Muppet Show, he is called Manamana as two words, Mana Mana. Uh, Bip Bipadada was the character that performed it in the first uh, season of Sesame Street. Um, it was an anything Muppet identified on album releases as Bip Bipadada, but the mm. character who was on the Muppet Show was named Manamana. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. that's I didn't know that as I was just looking at it right now. So um yeah <laughs> so i i have an interesting story about this because as not being familiar you know with the muppet show i was not familiar with this song until i saw this video and the way that i found it was by googling Menomina video execution have any of you seen the video i'm talking about i don't think so no so if I remember correctly, and it's like up to 10 years ago, it's to like a guy driving another guy out into the middle of nowhere and he like puts him on his knees with a gun to his head. And then the guy who's about to be executed goes, Menomina. And the guy who's going to shoot him starts singing the other part. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and yeah, and they just keep going back and forth. I don't remember how that video ends or anything. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to watch it after this because I found it. Oh, uh, no. but uh yeah that's the chat how, for us so we can watch it reminds me of that meme where the murderer comes into the house and he's looking for like the victim and the victim is in the closet you, and, yeah and, and and he's like red robin and the guy in the closet goes yum, yum. and he goes shit <laughs> <laughs> 
got it. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, uh, Menomina, that's my last pick. Uh, we move it on to Rob, who's going to finish off his list with his fifth pick. Finish it. I'm torn between two, but I think I have to go with one that my mom, well, my mom loves and also hates. Um, so it's Elmo. Mm. Oh, wow. I did she, not think Elmo would get picked. She loves Elmo. She hates when I use the flaming Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Because she thinks he's so pure. She's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Who would do that? He's so kind and it's so adorable. And I love it so much. And that's the one way like we troll my mom is sending her Elmo flames. Um, That's like. Elmo is adorable and precious and must be protected. Uh, but also I love how Elmo has become like iconic and the meme of just bring it on let there be hell <laughs> and it's it's so great uh but yeah my, uh, elmo like he i think he goes back as far as like 84 right because that was some of the earliest sesame street stuff um and like one of the notable things outside of like you know the tickle me elmo thing Elmo always refers to Elmo as Elmo. It's always in the third person. Yep. Um, and he's got a goldfish named Dorothy, which is precious. <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't have too much else to say other than just like Elmo, Elmo is adorable and one of the cutest Muppets ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got his own. There was like that Elmo's world, which I can still yes. hear like the theme I, I was song just in about my that. head. Na, na, yeah. Na, 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 na. yeah. My Elmo's little brother. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I have like a half brother who's like 10 years younger than me and um, or basically my brother. And, and he um, uh, so as I was about like, you know, you know, 10 to 15, he was like really growing up. And so I watched a lot of a door of the Explorer, but also I watched a lot of Elmo's world. And so I still remember that flipping theme song. I remember a lot of like how infuriating Elmo is in that, in that show <laughs> because he just can't figure certain stuff out. And the kids are like trying their best to help Elmo, but he's just clueless. So yeah. I Plus, also tickle me Elmo tickle me Elmo's mm -hmm. iconic. As well. Yeah. That's so that's, yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say is um, my mom listened to talk radio all the time. Uh, and we'd be driving around doing errands. And this is the first time I remember a like holiday toy craze was mm -hmm. the Tickle Me Elmo and how fucking wild people went for it. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, me too. It's like yeah. the Turbo Man. Toy. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two. <laughs> this, is, this is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Not Too Late Show with Elmo. Has helped give Elmo something of a resurgence away, all, like an HBO Max exclusive, which takes place right before Elmo's bedtime. Uh, it's it's awesome. Uh, it, it's super cute and actually started uh, a year ago this week. Nice. When That's really yet. cute that they have the set time is like right before Elmo's yeah, birthday for, totally. uh, bedtime. That's adorable. Uh huh. Uh, it's like totally in keeping with the theme of just how precious Elmo is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's a great pick. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. He's one that wasn't on my list, but now that we're talking about him, it's like, yeah, that's that's a wonderful pick for sure. Yeah, he's, he's just so wholesome. Yeah, he's just so damn wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, OK, Travis, you've got one left, bud. What do you got? Uh, am I reading this right? That Sesame Street came before uh, the Muppet show. Uh, I question. think that's so. This character's first appearance was in the Sesame Street Test Pilot One in July 21, 1969. and yeah. the f- the first uh, airing of the Muppet Show was the in seventy four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yep. I think that's correct. But anyway, yeah, yes, so. I'll be Street. I'll be taking yeah, a Ses- character. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Sesame Street. I think was the test idea. For them having uh, using Muppets for educational purposes, mm-hmm. and then it took several years. Getting after. funding, yeah, mm. it, t- it took it okay. took uh, and a lot of convincing for Henson, and yeah, it, it took time for them to get to the Muppets. So yeah, Sesame Street, yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I looked it up, and I will say, yeah, so Sesame Street started before the Muppet Show, uh, but the character of Kermit uh, was the first Muppet. He started in 1955 on a show called Sam and Friends. I just had to look that up. Wow. Um, and then so, yeah. Rolf was another really early Muppet. Yeah. But yes, as far as the TV shows go, Sesame Street was first. So uh, are you taking a Sesame Street character, Travis? I am. I'm taking a character who could have been taken on our last episode, actually. Did you know that Rubber Ducky hit number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no way one. higher than um, <laughs> all of my picks, I think, actually. <laughs> took Ernie. You took Ernie for me. Yeah, well, you, you didn't. I'm in minor He'd channels. been on the board for yours. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I have four chances, Adam Dory. <laughs> I, I have someone before him, so it's okay. I'm in minor shambles, minor. Uh, but, you know, I, I, do, I am familiar with that song, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and that that's it. He doesn't have a unibrow, unlike his buddy. I, I did. I did have a question. Are they based on like the Odd Couple? I don't know if they're necessarily based on the Odd Couple. I always viewed them as like, uh, well, more like like romantic homonormative uh, living situation. Yeah, that's like, just partners. That's kind of the vibe they've always always given. I. But I it's definitely a frog and toad, Mister Mr. Frog, Mister Toad kind of mm-hmm. relationship between Bert and Ernie. Oh, the nostalgia, frog mm-hmm. and toad. Those were like the first books toad. I ever read. Yeah, just yeah. slapping you with that nostalgia. <laughs> the, well, the odd couple I'm referencing is is about um, you know heterosexual life partners. It's based on the or it's the Neil Simon play. Oh, okay, uh, okay, yeah, 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 and. Uh, they they made a show out of it, but yeah, it's uh Oscar and Felix, ain't right? Like you may have heard those names in reference to an odd couple. So yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. The play mm. is from '65, so I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, an old roommate of of mine. Um, we had we had this thing where we we called each other accidental life partners. Um, cause we lived <laughs> together for a couple of years. Like, so I, I had known this person in elementary school and then we fell out of touch for a number of years after middle school and then fell back in touch because of MySpace. 
fell out of touch again for a bunch of years, fell back in touch because of Facebook. And then I moved in and lived with them for about a year and a half, two hours, uh, two, two years, excuse me. Um, and, um, yeah, it was just this funny thing of like knowing a person for an incredibly long time, but like not really expecting to like, uh, spend that kind of, you know, be that close to that kind of, per uh, to that, to that person. Um, so yeah, we, so we called it like accidental life partnership as a sort of a <laughs> joke between us. Uh, and I actually had that as my phone wallpaper for a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that, that is uh, similar to me and my friend Ronnie. Uh, like oh, best friend Ronnie, best friend, <laughs> yes, best friend Ronnie. <laughs> um, known for a long time, but I realized why now looking at like a, an image of Ernie, why I probably didn't pick him or like I, I love Ernie, but as a kid, I think I was a little bit more wary of him just because of my trauma tied to child's play and Chucky. <laughs> okay, <Huh. laughs> and if you look at Ernie. What does he look like? Huh. Uh, I don't get I mean, Chucky don't have... from that. You should look at a picture of Chucky side by side. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. It's the shirt. It's, it's, it's the, the shirt. shirt and the oh. hair frizz. Okay. Oh, and, okay. And, the, and like, but as a kid, like for yeah. sure, for sure yeah, having no, that like that. that tie, but sure. like still, still love hey, Ernie. Man, I was scared of the mummy with Brendan Fraser when I was like 14. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one too that was a two-person puppet, and it's also another one that was originally voiced by Jim Henson, um, which was interesting. Like Ernie had like two; they were Muppet hands, but they were like human hands in the hands, so they were controlling mm -hmm. them. Whereas Bert was like a a stick attached to a hand that they were just waving around. So ernie has a lot more like mobility and stuff and he's definitely like the funny man to bird straight man so um yeah it's it's a very solid pick i love mm -hmm. this choice uh okay so we'll finish it off here with dory dory you've got one pick left uh who are you taking to finish off the muppet draft i think this is the perfect character to take last um one so Kermit is of course the best known character, but a lot of people, including Jim Henson's son, would say that this character embodies or embodied uh, Henson, uh, Jim Henson, the most, uh, and that is Rolf the dog. Mm -hmm. um, very kind of uh, you know dry sort of humor, very snarky. Um, uh, it's said that maybe Henson didn't play the piano as well as Rolf does. Um, but yeah, no I love Rolf. I love him so much. Um, I, I have big affinity for dogs, so that's automatically mm -hmm. a point in Rolf's favor. But the thing about Henson is very wholesome. Um, he is just such a, like, he's, you know, I like in the Wikipedia entry where it says that he's never, he's one of the few characters never frazzled by the Muppets and their shenanigans. He's always very carefree. He's always very relaxed. He's a great musician. I mean, he is the lead pianist for the Muppets. Um, he, you know, is able to do a lot of their transitions or openings or closings. Yeah, um, he's like he's, he's the leader of their house band as if they were like a late night show. Yeah. Yes, basically. Um, and he's just he's, he's generally a nice guy. Um, you know, honestly, even going as far back as the original movie, like I, I think he's just a nice, wholesome character. And there's not a ton of messaging going on with Rolf. 
um, you know, compared to some other Muppets. There's not like a big message about it, but he's just a very relaxed, carefree guy. Um, you know, I think the the puppet itself is adorable. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Rolf fan. My yeah. my yeah, my favorite Rolf moment is in the 2011 Muppets uh, when they're doing the montage to pick up all of the Muppets, and at the end he's like. How come you didn't show uh, my pickup? I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it just flashes to him sitting in a hammock, and Kermit's yep. like, uh, "Hey, Rolf, you want to get back together?" He's like, "Okay," <laughs> and it's like it's such a good encapsulation of what Rolf is to the Muppets. Like he's just always yeah. there. He's like always down to do whatever. Yeah, he's. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's great too because in that movie, so many characters went on and did these wild things or or such adventurous things, right? And Rolf's just living there, living his best life. He's just laying down, relaxing, enjoying himself. And I think that's great. And, like, you know, he's just happy and content with who he is and what he does. Um, Yeah, I I love love Rolf a lot. Uh, We are going to talk about honorable mentions, right? Eventually. We are. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Rob, Travis, anything else to finish us off on Rolf before we get to that? He, Rolf was who I was conflicted with. Yeah. For my last pick. I love Rolf. Literally, whomst I've have. Let me look at a picture. <laughs> he's a he's a big old brown dog, long ears. Oh, okay, yeah, piano. that guy. <laughs> he's Ralph. He's Ralph. He's Ralph. 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 Um. He, yeah. He. So yeah. First appeared in a. I kind of alluded to it earlier. In 1962, in a, a series of Purina dog chow commercials, which is awesome. Um. One of the one of the few early, like we'd mentioned, mentioned kind of with Ernie, um, few live hand puppets. Uh, yep. So someone's hands were manipulating uh, Rolf's uh, hands himself. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like every time it's Rolf is just like the most easygoing, chill dog down to just hang out and like be there to support the rest of the Muppets, no matter what it was. Yeah, and absolutely. He's companion. just like a super chill, super good friend to everyone. Like, yeah, like Dory said, never gets frazzled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's it. That's the end of our draft. So we will repeat our lists and do our vote. Um, and I guess oh, I'll right. start since I had the first pick. Uh, my list was Gonzo the Great, Sam Eagle. Kermit the Frog, Pepe the King Prawn, and Menomina. <laughs> Rob? My list, my list was Beaker, Sweetums, The Swedish Chef, Mr. Snuffleupagus, and Elmo. Love it. Uh, Travis? Uh, I have the Cookie Monster, uh, Oscar the Grouch. That's Allie's pick. Mm. Uh, mine too, though. Count Von Count, Rizzo the Rat, and Ernie. Ernesto. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Ernie also has a great parody character on uh, Avenue Q. But uh, <laughs> Dory, your list. My list is Fozzie, Animal, Statler, Waldorf, and Rolf. Oh, man. This is like... I'm going to start with Dory voting because honestly, this might be the toughest vote I've ever had to do on this show. 
Like, All right. It's, so it's right up there. So many of these are close for me. I'm really between Rob and Travis right now. Sorry, Brian. That's um, fine. I'm I'm really between Rob and Travis here. I'm gonna have to give the slight edge to Travis because um, Oscar the Grudge really does have my whole heart, um, and um, uh, you know I, I I really enjoy that count pick. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of that list is really solid. Um, I'm not so much into Elmo. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Well, that's right, because I'm going to vote for you, Dory. Yeah, look at that nepotism. Not really nepotism, but you know. (laughs) That's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how that works. We could say glad handing, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So why are you voting for Dory's list, Travis? Uh, I love Statler and Waldorf and also Animal. Um, Those are characters I'm familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, how about you? Oh, it's tough. Oh, it's tough. Uh, I think I got to give it to Dory. Yes! Oh my God, am I going to win for once? In terms of the host vote. Potentially. I'm going to be honest. Not a huge Ralph fan. I love the Statler and Waldorf picks, but uh gosh this is so tough mm-hmm. and for me the muppets is like the muppets i love sesame street i do but the fact that travis's first three picks were sesame street and four out of five oh man i think i'm going with rob sweet nice i win yeah, Beaker <laughs> Beaker's hilarious. I actually I have a teacher at my school that I work with, Mr. Coos. Shout out to Mr. Coos. We get confused for each other all the time because I'm Mr. Keys. <laughs> uh, he is our uh, like shop and computer teacher and uh, loves Beaker. Uh, like he has artwork of Beaker up all over mm. his room that students have done for him and stuff. Uh, so that made me love Beaker even more over the last couple of years since I've That's met him. Great. Um. But Swedish Chef, Sweetums, yeah, those are great picks. And I do. It's such a mis- great list. Mr. Snuffleupagus was my top Sesame Street character if I was going to go there. So, uh, yeah, it's got to be Rob for me. Those are great choices. Um, well, thank you. As for honorable mentions, uh, I'll go through what I had real quick. Um, the other Sesame Street character I was considering was Grover. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite book as a kid was The Monster at the End of This Book. Starring yeah. Grover, who encourages <laughs> you to not turn any more pages because there is a monster at the end of the book. Spoiler alert. It turns out that monster is Grover. Lenny oh, no. absolutely loves that book. Yes. It's adorable. It's amazing. My mom is actually, I've heard my mom's looking for it for uh, our future child so that uh, she can she can read it to him. Uh, what's that name? What's that? Your uh, future child. Couldn't name. tell you. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bigger lore. baby Got names it. episode, specifically Rob's first pick. Um, I did have Bunsen on my list. I also had uh, Miss Piggy, of course. Most of the members of the Electric Mayhem, uh, especially yeah. Doctor Teeth, Floyd Pepper, Janice, uh, Scooter, who's an underrated straight man Muppet, uh, Bean Bunny, Walter, who I don't think gets enough respect just because he's so new. Uh, and Bobo the Bear, who, similar to Sweetums, is a a large Muppet, but uh, a lovable one as well. I love Bobo. 
Yeah. So, uh, Rob, what else did you have for honorable mentions? So this one got a little bit close this week just because um, when we initially were talking about options, uh, mine didn't lean heavily on, but had more well-rounding from stuff like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth, potentially. Right, right. Uh, and like TMNT. So um, the the only other thing, and it's not like a single Muppet, it's just something that I absolutely love. It's a particular bit. It's the Nine Inch Snails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't it's, believe someone else was thinking about Nine Inch Snails, too. It's incredible. <laughs> yes. Amazing. You need to you need Amazing. to go we watch, to watch the it. video of this it. of the song of them singing uh, uh, whatever song it is that they sing, but the Nine Inch Nails rule. Uh, but most of mine got picked like uh, Statler and Waldorf, huge, uh, like definitely potential for me uh, and Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah. When when Dory had the the back to backs there, I honestly thought like the smart play would be to do like. Statler and Waldorf the first two and then Bert and Ernie the next two. <laughs> mm. Um but Fozzie Bear and Animal Man. Dory's yeah, list is awesome. That's stacked. That's stacked. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Uh all right, Travis, any more honorable mentions for you? Uh I wanted to find a way to pick Salacious Crumb, but it just wasn't in the cards. I was yeah. real excited to do a Yoda pick where I was like, I have to pick the small green iconic muppet he's got a funny way of talking and then be like it's yoda but yeah same, same <laughs> yoda yeah 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 yoda <laughs> a puppet draft could be a fun one too down the yeah line. yeah travis and i were bit. talking before recording about doing some kind of like practical effects yeah like non-muppet mm. draft i think that would be good tom savini number one <laughs> uh dory do you have any more to mention all right. Uh, I've got I've got quite a few. I'll try to get through this quick, but I just want to say I literally went through the whole Muppet Wiki just so I made sure I had plenty of things on my list. So this is going to take a second, but I will try to speed through it. Do it. Um, Machine gun. Yes. So Rizzo, Swedish Chef, uh, Sweetums were all taken for me. I also had Ghost of Christmas Present um, because he's just such a jolly, like, yeah. lovely Come character. here and know me better, man. Um, yes. He's, he's got a perfect. great voice. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar and Cookie and Ernie were all taken from me. Um, I almost picked uh, Wembley Fraggle um, from Fraggle Rock because mm. he has this great song. I really recommend it. It's called Boss of Yourself. Uh, and it's a very strong anti-authoritarian message that you should not rule over other people. Uh, you should only rule yourself. And everything that you do with people should be very democratic. Um, so uh, for political reasons, I really love that song. Um, I also love Monomena. Um, Sam the Eagle was also taken from me. Dr. Teeth, uh, the newscaster who just literally says what's happening and is mm -hmm. absolutely useless at his job, but I love the man <laughs> because he keeps reporting on the news anyway. Um, I mean, one of my mm -hmm. favorite little bits from Muppets 2011 is when he's like, and the Muppets have almost reached their goal when it's like, you clearly know that, like, that's not news to the audience at all. <laughs> um, Nine Inch Snails, of course. I didn't think any. I didn't think anyone was going to mention that. Nine Inch Snails. Uh, when I saw that, that went immediately. Oh, Nine Inch Nin is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know, but I didn't know anyone was going to. But what about you know, like, Nis? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, let me tell um, you about Salt and uh, Gel. All right. <laughs> and then oh. lastly, Cheesecake. 
There's just a Muppet called Cheesecake, and Miss Piggy really wants it. I love cheesecake, and and so it was <laughs> yeah. way at the bottom of my list. I had 20 picks all together, but yeah, oh. I, uh, cheesecake. Mickey Moose. Oh I yeah, Mickey, Mickey Moose. Moose is very good. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, there, there's. Um, oh gosh, so the, that made me think of a couple of things. But Dory mentioning the the announcer made me think of Guy Smiley, who is like the announcer for all the game shows they did on mm. uh, the Muppet Show. And then Mickey Moose makes me think of in Wanda. Uh, sorry, I almost said WandaVision. Uh, Muppet Vision. Um, Rizzo the Rat comes out dressed up as one point uh, as as Mickey Mouse, and he tries to convince the audience that he is Mickey Mouse, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody falls for it. <laughs> yeah, I also had the non-binary icon uh, Gonzo really high up and Beaker really high up, and yeah, that's that's all I got. All right, great picks. Uh, so our our chat will be able to vote for that later this week and let us know what they think was the best list of Muppets. Until then. Dory, uh, let us know one more time. Where can we find PS Premiere? So PS Premiere can be found on uh, basically anywhere where podcasts can be found. Um, we have a video version that we also do on YouTube um, where you can see all of our rack- wacky shenanigans and us kind of like, you know, secretly flipping each other off and stuff like that. It's fun. <laughs> um, we don't we don't do any censoring over there. So if you want to get your weekly dose of F words, um, that's a oh, great place. we took full advantage of that. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all did. That was a great episode. Um, I uh, yeah. So you can find PS Premiere on YouTube and you can find it on Anchor and you can find it basically wherever podcasts are sold. Just kidding. Uh, where, where where you can listen to them. Um, it's free. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Rob, what do you have to plug this week? So a couple things. Uh, first, as we as some might know, uh, we just got back at the middle end of last week from a trip to uh, beautiful Washington, uh, Olympia, Washington. We got to do a community Q&A, which was incredible. Um, that was an absolute delight and filled my heart with the most possible warmth, really. Um, I could have hoped for uh, and humbled me. And this past weekend, we had an incredible turnout for our charity stream for uh, Medical Aid for Palestine. We raised, so the the entire team raised $3,250. In that stretch, we earned on Saturday, we earned $900. and I suffered through a lot of Bloodborne, so uh, uh, Bloodborne. Soul, soul Level <laughs> 4, which is very tough. Um, and then last week, I was I was joined as a, uh, a guest on the Spelunkers uh, Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village. Uh, first half of the, uh, the game exploration. But coming this week, Travis... Uh yeah, we are recording a Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, that's Spelunk. right because it's the dueling Spelunk, right? Yeah, yep. the dueling Delves. <laughs> I I will yeah. also say if you want to hear some beautiful puns, um, I am also on there with Rob and uh, mm-hmm. Chris and Tyler. Uh, it's very fun. Yeah, it was an absolute delight having everyone there, and we we ran long, but it was great discussions to be had and i can't wait to hear what happens this week uh yeah based on the little bit of chatter i think it's gonna be a gush fest (laughs) and i cannot wait 
that makes Excellent. me very excited because <laughs> the the general public consensus was that game bad. I was yeah. one of the few that game good, so I'm excited <laughs> to hear. Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I was that game good when it came out, uh-huh. and now uh-huh. I'm this game really, really <laughs> good. <laughs> um, right. while we're while we're talking about podcasts we're appearing on. Uh, I'm going to be recording this week on Friday with uh, some of the Spelunkers on their new Gotta Rank Them All Oh, that's awesome. This is the best podcast. It's amazing. It's so so good. So so here's the thing, though. I want to ask you guys, because I have the list of 20 um, that we're going to be doing no matter what, but they have a new thing where I'm allowed to pick one Pokemon. Add one to it, right? Yeah, to add to it no matter what. And I'm trying to decide if I want to pick like one that I think is the best Pokemon, which would probably be Charizard, who I love and want to get a high up on the list, but it's kind of boring, I guess. Or do I want to pick one that I just want to make like the worst Pokemon? Pseudo I was thinking Klefki, but Pseudo is up there for it sure. It will enrage Travis or not Travis, uh, Ryan to no end. <laughs> As some might remember from our Gen 2 Pokemon draft, yes. my final yes. pick was Sudowoodoo, and I enraged Ryan because <laughs> <laughs> he hates Sudowoodoo. Oh, goodness. But yeah, so we're recording that on Friday, and it'll be out uh, early next week, hopefully. Um, so so keep an eye out for that. And so also, what does that mean uh, for the punishment, Brian? We're getting there. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, uh Speaking of podcasts, uh, please make sure that if you're listening to us and you're enjoying the show, uh, we would love it if you could subscribe, if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us. Uh, It really helps other people find the show, and we super appreciate it. You can also join our Discord to join in any conversation uh, and the votes that we're having every week. We're also doing a lot of uh, watch parties together, especially with all the Marvel content coming out. This year, uh, next month, we're going to be starting a Loki uh, watch along, which I'm super excited for. The yeah. more content, but I'm just on the just just a low key watch party, right? Not a high. Totally, key. it's a very low key. I mean, it's going to be on Wednesdays, party. so yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, got to be pretty low, low key. key. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and be sure to cast your votes on there throughout the week. Tell us who had the best Muppet team, because next week your winner will have the honor of first choice in that draft. All right. So that's the draft. This episode is just about over, but the conversation does not end here. Once you finish listening again, please head on over to our Discord. We will make sure to link that in the show notes. It's also on our Twitter at Real Draft Punks. That's probably the easiest way to find us because we want to hear your drafts. Tell us your favorite Muppets. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong. And something we'd like to do moving forward uh, or that we're going to continue doing moving forward is our Punkishment streams uh these happen on friday night at 7 p.m pacific time approximately and it's also where we tend to announce our next episode uh and this week as the winner of the previous episode i get to pick the punkishment and rob i have just one question for you go on hey punk are you tough enough yes 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 (laughs) Rob will be playing the Super Nintendo classic Tough Enough, which, of course, on the box art says, Hey, Punk. So it seemed very fitting. 
for Rob it's, to play this week. And, and also, because I actually loved this game as a yeah. kid, it's a, like a Street Fighter clone, and it was like actually wasn't very good, but I love. <laughs> I played the hell out of this game, and so yeah, looking over, seeing uh, seeing the options. I'm so I'm so stoked and I can't wait. I hope we get to fight each other and do like tournaments <laughs> with each other and just uh, fight each other and tough enough. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I can't wait either. Uh, and so get us a little bit closer there, Rob. That's the end of the episode, man. Uh, finish it off for us here, please. Do what you do. Until next week, travelers. Be happy. Be healthy. And most importantly, be kind to each other. Manamana. <laughs> 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 <laughs>